Hey everybody, super excited. I'm interviewing my good friend, George Lovegrove. He is the kids director at Christ Community Church in Huntsville, North Carolina. You know, I've been doing ministry coaching with George for about a year and man, have we seen some great progress and some great leaps in his leadership. So let's kick it off with my interview with George. Welcome, everybody, to the Lead Volunteers Podcast. Kind of a special episode. I'm cruising around the country doing the amazing chemistry show, and lo and behold, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. One of the guys that I've been uh, doing coaching with, he got a hold of me and said, hey, I have this important thing coming up. I really would like to have some conversations. We got on the phone, and I, and I, said, I said, hey, how's it going? He said, man, it's hot. And I was like, right on, it's hot here. Where are you, by the way? And he said, I, I, said, I think... I can't remember. I knew you were from Texas, but I just it slips my mind. Charlotte, North Carolina. And I'm like, that's where I am. So very providential. So George, thanks buddy for being on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me here. This is, this is pretty cool. Uh, just glad that we were able to connect for lunch and connect for this conversation. And, uh, just everything that I've been learning from you yeah. has been so incredible. And so just grateful for this opportunity. Yeah. So you were, if I, if I remember correctly, Again, like we're just winging this, you know what I mean? We're yeah, just yeah. having a conversation. Yeah. But if I remember correctly, your wife found the podcast. Is That's that, right. Is that how it went? Yeah. So when I came on staff here and on the kids team, um, my wife started doing some research and she found the podcast and she actually listened to two or three episodes and she said, hey, you need to check this out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And so then that led to you researching the coaching platform. That's right. So I went online, researched the coaching platform, and uh, basically brought this to church leadership and said, "Hey, I think this is something that would be would be worth it and something that would help out." And and I'm glad they did. Yeah, me too. And I think that the growth that I've seen in you has been huge. It really has. And you know, there's two things that that I think about when it comes to the coaching. And you know, we meet on the regular. Zoom calls, phone calls, whatever needs you have, you're like, man, I got this big thing coming up. What, what, what's some advice here? I have two main goals with the coaching. First is, of course, you have access to all of the courses. Yeah. At this time, there's nine different courses. I'm getting ready to drop one. Uh, if I get on the wall here, maybe a week or so. Yeah. Right. New courses coming out. Well, you have access to all of those, and so then there are times where you know, you have, there's an expectation for you to move through some of that content and we'll talk about the exact content that you're learning. However, the other big side is going off roading and saying like, what at the end, there's one of my, my main lines. You've heard, mm -hmm. heard me say it way too many times, but at the end of this call, what would be the biggest win for you? And often we'll go off roading all the time. And so that's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great. It's been a really good mixture of talking about the stuff from the course content mm -hmm. and going through that. And, and that's been immediately applicable, like, yes, like that day that I learn it. Uh, but it's great too to just call you up or text you and say, Hey, I've got this big thing coming up and yeah. we need to talk about that. And so it's, it's been a really good mix. It has been a two. good mix. Yeah. I, that's what I've seen at least. And you, you know, you're, what I love is this is your first full-time big ministry role. Is that right? That's right. Yes. And you were in, but matter of fact, I, I'm, you know, you're a former science teacher. That's right. Christian education for 10 years, science teacher. Just like me. Yes. And so there was a lot of fun things like that that yeah. we were able to connect on. But it's a big difference between, I mean, both have a ministry application, Christian mm -hmm. school, 
whatever. You were an administrator too, weren't you? Yes. Okay. Yes. So the, the, the Christian school, the administration piece, that's a ministry context, hands down. Mm -hmm. But a church context, big difference. It is. What would you say is the biggest difference that you found in, in, in those two roles? Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest difference, I think, is at least that I felt personally, is the calendar. Um, with the school calendar, you know, you have a year to accomplish things, mm -hmm. and you, you get that stuff done in that year, and all the kids move up a grade, and you got another year coming. Um, but with the church, Sunday's always coming. Preach right? that. And, and so you've got the, the pressure of, hey, Sunday's coming, we got to do all these things, but we also need to make time to vision cast and move the ball forward as well. And so that's been a big difference um, between church ministry and Christian school ministry. Yeah, there, there is a totally different rhythm and yeah. and and it's tough but you were an administrator yes and you're kind of i always people would always say to me wow josh so you're kind of like a you must love kids you're a kids pastor and i would say you know i really do but truly i am like a building administrator for a very large elementary mm -hmm. with an all-volunteer workforce yes right? that's right that's right and that and that's what it feels like um you know with over 100 volunteers oh, yeah. uh most of my interactions are with volunteers or right. with parents. Um, and I right. love teaching. I think, you know, that's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, but it is a different context where I am setting other people up to do the work of the ministry. 100%. Yeah. Ephesians 4, 10, 11, 12, and on. That's kind of the, that's the foundation of everything that I do and everything that I teach, right? So as a review for those of you um, who do listen on the regular or are part of the membership and stuff like that, the role of a pastor is to build up the body to do the work of the ministry. The role of a pastor is not to do the work of the ministry. And so, again, people would say, oh, wow, you love kids. I do. That's a win. Mm -hmm. You love kids. Absolutely. That's a win. However, our job is to work with adults who work with adults who work with kids. That's right. And so that's that's that. Okay, so talk to me um, about, like, some of the bigger wins that you've had because this is you're you're coming up on like in one week it's been a year yes yeah mid-august will be one year yes. okay mid-august okay mm -hmm. so we're like because you're getting ready to go on a big retreat and right. you got here the day that they came back from the retreat that's right yes so that's kind of a good benchmark yeah so there's been tons of wins yeah there's been so many wins um either from the the kids the volunteers the families uh the team on staff um I would say one of the most important ones that I remember from you sharing to me was your your big kickoff meeting. Yeah, so talk we, to me about that. Yeah, so uh, we had a a big training event, and all the kids team was there from both campuses, from Wednesday night, from Sunday morning. All the kids volunteers were there, uh, and it was one of the things that I called you up about and said, "Hey, this thing's coming. I'd love some tips on that." You and bet. you just you you really helped me walk through that in a way that I think we walked out of there and. One, everybody had fun. Yeah. They didn't just say, hey, that was another training meeting. Mm -hmm. You know, so what? Everybody had fun. Uh, but the way that we set it up was I wasn't even giving them the training. That's so, that uh, yeah. this is, let, we, right. I think, I think we need to, let's, let's dive into that. I think yeah. that's a huge concept. Yeah. And so I, I basically, I stood up and I said, hey, most of you guys have actually been doing this at this church longer than I've been here. Right. Mm -hmm. And some of you guys have been doing this 10, 15, 20 years. Uh, so instead of me standing up here and saying, this is the stuff that we need to do in kids ministry, let me hear from you. And so I just started giving people the floor. Yes. And so so the so my 
this is going to become a course someday, yeah. right? Um, how to, okay, really what it comes down to is this is adult learning theory versus kid right. learning theory. So right. you and I are both classically trained as educators, yes. right? Um, and, and kid learning theory, especially prepubescent, right, where they're still concrete operational type thinkers. Mm-hmm. As an educator, you're, there are times where you are absolutely giving brand new content that they have never experienced before in their life. That's right. However, the assumption with adult learning theory is they, they may already be walking into this room as somewhat of an expert, yes. or at least they have some foundation. And so, like, there's an, okay, adult learning theory is presuming that they already know something. Adult learning theory is being respectful and kind and saying we're on more of an equal footing. Uh, So the suggestion that I gave you is um, make it interactive. Mm -hmm. That's first. But also when it comes to, so I, I have four different big buckets when it comes to meetings, you use them all the time. So help us with that. Yeah. So, um, four different buckets to basically drop an agenda for a meeting so that it doesn't just feel like a meeting. Mm -hmm. There's other things happening. Uh, and so we start out with prayer, Mm -hmm. uh, and we usually pick a few prayer points, Mm -hmm. uh, and also pray for maybe some immediate needs in the ministry. That's a very focused time. It's a very focused time, very intentional time. Um, and a very sweet time mm-hmm, for, for, for sure. the team. Uh, and then we move into something personal. And this is something let, that's let just... Me, let yeah. me push pause just for a moment. Yeah, absolutely. Because if anybody out there is listening to this podcast and you've started a meeting or gotten into a meeting and... Okay, I'll put it this way. People who aren't in a ministry context, would they, they often think that all of our lives in in the church as a leader are you know, Bible studies and prayer groups. And no, I mean, like it's a, it's It's a a meeting. It's a meeting. That's right. But we, uh, how many times have I blown past that opportunity to pause and to talk to the God of the universe? That's right. Who is listening. I've blown past that. Yes. So many leaders do. And so that's, that prayer piece is almost baked in to ensure that we don't blow it off. Absolutely. And And it reorients us to, all these one, two, three objectives that we're going to talk about here in yeah. just a minute, we actually can't do on our own anyway. anyway. Yeah. Right. And so we, we, we go ahead and talk about the plan later and we, we be faithful stewards with what God has given us. Uh, but first we pray, you bet. right? Prayers will work. So, you betcha. Yeah. So got prayer and then you were leading to the next one. Yeah. And so then we dive into something personal. Uh, and the goal behind this is just to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And so they could be funny questions like, What's the, you know, what's the scariest movie you ever watched or what's your favorite right. flavor of ice cream? Or it could be something, you know, more serious, uh, but it's just something to have some team building, mm-hmm. take a little brain break before diving into yes. the rest. And, and the funny thing is, again, I think of it as the food groups mm-hmm. and, you know, to, to not have your a prayer time is like not eating your vegetables. Like not having this personal time is not eating your fruit. Or, or your, your fresh fruit. And by the way, fresh fruit's super easy to eat. Sweet, mm-hmm. it's it's whatever. But I've watched myself, but also, I'm a very relational leader. I lead through relationship, but I've watched so many leaders do meetings where it's completely devoid of relationship. Right. And, and that's not good. 
Uh, now, if you eat way too many pieces of fruit, if you just gorge yourself on fruit, you're going to have yourself a good case of the meeting diarrhea. You know right. what I mean? And you don't want that. Right. And so there's time limits that Absolutely. are preset on each one, um, but it does give you a framework. So I like the idea of some of these goofy questions. Yes. And you actually, you stack those up. And if you have a year's worth of weekly meetings, you're getting to know those people. Yeah, you are. And, and what we've found is we learn about each other. And so we, in those goofy questions, you start to learn people's personalities and their strengths and, you know, things that are challenging and their fears. And so then when you have to accomplish a huge task like VBS, mm -hmm. you kind of know where people are going to thrive. Right. Uh, and it's, it's super healthy. So, so what you're saying is, is that, that, is that this personal piece is not contrived. It's not just a throwaway that we're, oh, we're no. supposed to do that. You're literally learning who your people are. That's right. It's a long-term investment. It is a long-term investment and people like it. Yes. People want yes. to be known. Um, and the funny thing is also, there have been hilarious stories where all of a sudden you're like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. You used to, you did what? And so <laughs> then that's, that's like relational fodder. Yes. And you have that context about their silly little one and only life. That's right. And then that helps you get through the next hard thing together. Yeah. Because you have that shared experience. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Um, okay. The third piece on the meeting agenda. Prepare. Yeah. And so prepare is... Um, when you're you're trying to look ahead a little bit yes. and you're trying to establish skills and, and habits and building a foundation for the ministry and this is stuff that if you don't do it tomorrow mm -hmm. everything is going to be fine but if you don't do this over the course of months or years mm -hmm. you're going to start falling behind and you're going to start noticing gaps and so this is kind of like professional development it is i guess in a way yeah just took the words right out of my mouth yeah. and and so the prepare piece i always put it it's important, mm -hmm. but it is not urgent. Right. If you don't do it this week, Sunday's going to be fine. Right. However, 55 Sundays down the road could be better That's right. if you spent time sharpening the saw, doing the non-urgent things. Right. Um, now, I can give a few examples from my life. Um, I'll give a couple, then maybe you can give a couple. Mm -hmm. One of the ones that I always laugh about is I would tell I remember one time uh, my team was very used to this meeting agenda, which I would imagine yours is yes. used to it now. Yes. And, and, and so that's helpful. A little, little quick parenthetical. I think that our teams appreciate regularity. That's right. I think they appreciate the predictability of a meeting. Um, so that's huge. So you got that. So everybody's coming into this meeting and they know what to expect. And one of my long time associates, we worked together for 10 years. She came in, arms crossed, eyes on fire. And I was like, whoa, what do we got here? She goes, so what are we changing? And I said, what do you mean, what are we changing? And she says, it says right here in the prepare section, how to lead change in ministry and not lose your job. What are we changing? And I said, we're not changing anything mm -hmm. right now. And she said, then why are we talking about this? I said, Amy, think with me. There is coming a time where we are going to change something in ministry, and mm -hmm. I don't want you to be caught flat-footed, and I don't want you to be caught flat-footed because I'm going to have to clean up on aisle nine after you if you don't, if we all don't know how to lead change. Right. And so I said, you know, we're not changing anything. For, for all I know, we're going to clip the Christmas program, or we're going to clip this summer program, and there's a way to lead that change and not have people, you know, do mutiny. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, 
So we're not changing anything. He said, well, we're going to at some point, but not today. Yeah. So this is a long range staff development. Hey, hey, podcast listener, I want to take a 60 second break from the podcast today to tell you about something that I that I just didn't see coming. Now, I created the Lead Volunteers course. It was the first one we created and individual leaders found great success. So much so that other staff members at their churches were were taking notice and they wanted the same results. Long story short, I created the Lead Volunteers Church installation to help fragmented staff teams build a unified approach to volunteers. Now, I am seeing churches gain health as everyone has access to the most comprehensive method to recruit, train, and retain volunteers. If you want your whole church staff to be on the same page when it comes to volunteer leadership, learn more about this volunteer church installation at Lead ministry.com forward slash consulting again that's leadministry.com forward slash consulting and now let's jump back into the podcast yeah and so i think a good example for our team um, is that we've like we talked about earlier Mm -hmm. started to realize there's no way we can all do this you know you're you're bringing in 300 kids every sunday and there's two or three people on the team we can't do it all we need other people and so uh on your recommendation i started talking about being able to give away ministry Mm -hmm. even before it feels urgent to give away ministry and to start raising up leaders Mm because you know that if growth continues it's just going to become necessary and so that was one of the big things that our team is still we're still walking through Mm -hmm. uh, is just building up people and then having the faith to pass the ministry off to them so that then you can take a step back and prepare the next person behind that. Yeah, and so. what I love, what I love about what you just said is that you have to do it yes. before you need to do it. That's right, yes. Because if, you, if, if all of a sudden you're like, we are, you know, we're, you know, waist deep in, in water here. What are we, and it's only rising. Right. No, no, no. That's, th- that's when you do it out of like desperation. Right. But there's a difference between urgency and desperation. There is. And I think that you, what you're talking about is, hey, you, but th- that's that's your job, right? The leader yeah. is to provide a sense of urgency long before we're desperate. That's right. And so how's your team receiving it? Uh, they are liking the idea of being able to raise people up. But of course, as as ministry leaders, myself included, and my team, we love what we do. That's right. And so we want to be the ones in there doing it, uh, which is great. And so it's it's challenging to say, that, you know, this is what I signed up for. This is what I love to do. But at the same time, God's given me this responsibility to Preach. bring other people along. Preach. And so it, it's never easy. But then when you're on the other side of it and you see that person standing up there teaching kids or you see that it's small very leader praying with a kid, it is so fulfilling. Yeah. So fulfilling. And so you've brought up a very, very, very challenging conundrum. Mm-hmm. And that is, um, I might even be the best at something. Like the the bottom line, dude, whatever, it's just a fact. Mm -hmm. I travel the country and speak in front of humongous crowds Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm actually quite capable of being up in front of people and doing large group teaching, fine. I love it, it's my entire career, but with the 10 years that I was at that church and leading, it was very rare that I was up in front teaching, mm-hmm. even though with hands down, I was one of the best, if not the best upfront teachers. Mm-hmm. My job 
how about this? My best and highest use wasn't to be that person. Mm -hmm. My best and highest use was to lead others to get more confident, to gain some of the skills. And so as a ministry leader, somebody may have gotten, gotten into this thinking, well, I can't wait to do the ministry. And then there's this wake up call where it's like, that's actually not the job description. Right. The job description right. is for you to build others. Right. And that's hard. It is. And, and, and I think going through the multiply training, uh, yeah. that course, uh, was just incredible because you see, you see that that is how it's set up in the Bible. hundred percent. And that is, that is what Jesus did with the disciples and, and, and other examples as well. And just this, this discipleship mentality, which is what we're about as believers anyway. And it's, it it's is, neat. it's about, it is about multiplying and you see it in the law, you see it in the prophets, mm -hmm. you see it in the, the new Testament, you see it in the new church, the early church. It's, you, you can't miss it. Right. Right. But that multiply course is definitely highlighting that. Yeah. Um, the other pushback that I often get is it'd be just easier if I did it myself. Yeah. And that is quite true today the first time the first time right <laughs> but down the road it's not going to be right and so that was a way then for this prepare section so of course as a review we have pray we're praying together we have um uh, personal we're getting to know one another and our proclivities and our propensities and kind of just our life story for pete's sake and laughing together mm -hmm. then we have this prepare section where we are pushing a future goodness a future win right right um and then the last one. Yeah, and so then we have plan. Mm -hmm. And so this is saved till the end, which I think is great. It, it's genius because this is the stuff that's urgent. This is like tomorrow this is happening. This Sunday this yes. is happening. This you know, this Sunday is parent-child dedication. Next Wednesday is the first week of, of midweek uh, activities or whatever, right? And so this is the stuff that probably people have been thinking about during, during the, whole, the meeting. whole meeting. And they're like, yeah. when are we getting to this? Um, but it's so good because because we've accomplished these other three big things mm -hmm. that are huge. And now we have enough time left, but not too much time left that we get down in the weeds. And we can really hit hard like this is what needs to happen today, tomorrow and next week. Mm -hmm. um, and then we're done. Yes. And I put it at the end. Uh, I put it at the end specifically so that so that. Um, if we go long on the prepare thing, we can just quickly even be standing up and leaving the meeting and going, okay, do you have the refreshments for the parent-child dedication thing? Right. Most of the plan stuff is binary. It's yes or no. Right. And, and as a doer, if I did it the other way around, I would be tempted to not even get to the prayer part. Right. Because I'm a doer. I want to I get it done. I want to talk about the tasks. And then I'd say, oh, we got one minute to pray. And so this, this forces you to do it in the right order. Yeah, and I would call it a healthy, balanced meeting diet, like yes. we would hope to have yes. a balanced ministry or balanced like like your own body diet right. for right. food, right? And so I don't know about you, but like I actually do eat quite healthy. I'm sure you do. You're a fit fella, yeah, right? But I don't care how often, and I tra everywhere I travel, right? People are like, "Hey, wow, what uh, what's your favorite restaurant?" And I say, "Well." It's actually the outside rim of a grocery store. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, so absolutely. I, yeah. <laughs> so I eat fresh broccoli and, and grape tomatoes and guacamole and all that. But I, I don't care how many. I don't like. I like the result of of fresh broccoli. Mm -hmm. But it's brutal to push down sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's stuff that tastes better. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, I want to move. But but like you said, if you, if you put that first, um, and I'm not saying that prayer is not joyful 
But my own get or done mentality That's right. is often going to not highlight that as valuable as it truly is. Right. And another thing that I found is uh, putting it at the end, it really forces you to figure out what do we actually all need to talk about in this meeting? Thank you. And what do I just need to talk about this one person with that I can do later and not waste everybody else's time? And that, that is such a good word because yeah. there have been so many times that I just want to poke my eyes with a sharp fork and be like, bro, I don't need to be a part of this. Right, right. And meetings are expensive. Now, people are like, what? Expensive? What do you mean? Well, every one of us are being paid to be on staff. That's right. Or a person is surrendering over their own personal free time, and that's costly. That's right. And if if we are being less efficient, it's 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 expensive. Yes. And and that's why people despise ministry meetings. And I worked very 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 hard to make them awesome. Okay. So that's the framework. I want to turn the corner now mm -hmm. and talk about that meeting that I helped you set up. So now this isn't like a team meeting with five people there. That's right. This is now what you had a hundred. Yes. That's a different story. Yeah. And so how do you make this not, how do you follow those four things and, and not make it just a talking head? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it starts all the way back at the beginning when you're thinking logistics. And so we said, all right, where are they going to sit? And we said, well, round tables, mm -hmm. they will be facing each other, not the stage, exactly. right? Not the speaker. And so that set us up to be able to basically each one of those tables was almost having their own meeting using yes. that format. We'd draw their attention to the front of the room, but then we'd say, okay, get back and talk with the people at your table. Yes. So, so in other words, for the prayer time, you'd say, okay, here's yeah. our big couple prayer points. Absolutely. I, I'm going to highlight those verbally. You can see them on your printed agenda. They were right there in the middle of the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now I want you folks as a table group to pray about those things. Yes. And so it was this kind of this, this volley, V-O-L-L-E-Y. Is it E-Y? Like volleyball? EY. EY, thank you for my terrible speller. Uh, my, life, my wife and children would laugh because I'm <laughs> terrible. But it was this volley between you as the upfront guy and you'd pitch it back to them. Yes. And then, yes. then you would kind of grab it back and take yes. it back. And so talk about that. Yeah, so that was great. When, when, it was, when the volley was back um, you know, at their own table, it allowed me and the rest of the kids team to be moving about the room, yes. having one-on-one -on -one conversations, encouraging, praying, being encouraged. Mm -hmm. uh, but then whenever it came back to the front of the room, either myself or somebody else in the kids team would be talking and we'd be hitting something big that everybody needed. So it, it was a perfect it, balance. Yes. And so moving it forward. And so then you right. even did the personal thing, right? Yes. Absolutely. Where you had silly questions or questions, whatever. And then the, that group of, it's in the buzz of the room. I wasn't present, right. but I've done this scores of times yeah and so the this this was actually happening all around the church building uh, all the different ministries okay. we're having we're having this meeting um and i obviously wasn't able to go around and see some of the other ones but i, I do know that in ours there was just this energy yes this joy yes um laughter people that obviously knew each other and so seeing that bonding happen which honestly i think happens on sunday mornings and yeah. on wednesday nights when these people are serving together they've grown to love one and, another and, and, and that started in a sense, right, with that meeting, absolutely. And so then, you would you would kind of say, okay, we're gonna change, we're gonna transition to this personal piece. You'd send it to them. They would ask these questions. Mm -hmm. The room would swell, yes. and then you would kind of take it back, yes, and then say, okay, now here's the part that I think was the coolest piece of what we came up with together for your people. 
Yes. When it came to the prepare section, again, this is the long range planning. Mm -hmm. This is the staff development. It would have been very, it's way easier for you as a leader to stand up and just talking head, cha, yeah. cha, 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 cha. Here's my 17 things. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that I need you to make sure that you do, the majority of which fly right over their head. Absolutely. So instead, what we decided to do was have you stand up and say, okay, uh, what is it? What are the factors that would be present for this to be a win with the kid? That's right. And so we said, um, how do we connect with kids and how do we connect with parents? Right. And so we basically um, I threw it back at them and I said, OK, what are some of the things that you have realized helps you connect with kids? OK, then what we did is we said before you talk to your group, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So so we said you come up with those individually and you're by yourself by yourself write them down write them down um you know a couple minutes you hear the buzz i mean it's, it's a little bit quieter because they're because they're by themselves mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you already start hearing some of the collaboration because they just can't hold their good yeah. ideas in and so you finally say okay talk about it with your table that's right and and you know the room swells again and they're they're bouncing all these ideas around and i say okay write some of them down um and so they write those down and we're moving around and i'm and i'm you know looking over people's shoulders and like, whoa, that's a good idea, you know, yes. and just seeing just gold everywhere. Um, and so that goes on for a few minutes and then I say, okay, now we're all gonna come back together and I want some of you guys to raise your hands and share with the entire room, you know, one or two things. Um, and I had a whiteboard next to me, mm -hmm. right? Being a teacher, I was like, I gotta have a whiteboard of in course. there, right? Yeah. Uh, and we, I said, let's come up with seven to eight things. And the funny thing is, I love this. I had come up with a list beforehand of what I would have said. And I'm telling you, it was like a 90% match. Exactly. It was incredible. Exactly. It was incredible. And the reason why is you made the assumption mm -hmm. that they know this. They've been believers for a while. Yes. They've been in the Sunday school room. This is not new information. No, they already know. But... But as opposed to, and I'm not suggesting that any of the other ministry leaders who were in another room down mm -hmm. the hall who were doing this with the adult ministries, right. they may have just been talking. But what you did is you drew out of them that which was already in them. That's right. And so then this list, genius. It was, and it was so encouraging. I know it was encouraging for me because yeah. I thought, wow, th this is incredible. This, this is a great church to serve at. These are wonderful people. Um, they know what they're doing. They love the Lord. They're mm -hmm. obviously committed. But I imagine if I would have been sitting there, I would have been encouraged as well because I would have thought, hey, maybe maybe I know more than I thought I did. Or exactly. maybe I'm maybe, you know, I'm, I'm better at this than I expert. thought I'm I did. Uh, expert, yeah. yeah. And so it's just encouraging. And then this was and of course, the, the plan piece was super fast. Oh, super fast. It was like, oh, by the way, next this Sunday we're going to start. This. this is when you yeah. know, it, was like, it was like two minutes. I'm going to. Right. Yeah. And so the majority of bad meetings are the reverse. It's 60% or 70% mm -hmm. of the plan stuff, which could have been taken care of by an email. Right. Right. That's right. Okay. Now, so you got through your entire meeting, but the, the, the biggest win was that the things that they came up with that ended up on that board, what did you end up doing with those in terms of your ongoing through the year, um, training? Yeah. So, yeah. So we're actually still doing it. We took each one of those things that they came up with, um, you know, ways to connect with kids, ways to connect with parents, and we shot a video, short little video, 30 to 90 seconds, mm -hmm. uh, basically reiterating what they said. Uh, and so good. 
everybody on the kids team took part in these videos. So, so I it was, wasn't just it, it wasn't, wasn't just me. You, it was every staff yeah. person, preschool coordinator, elementary coordinator, even the administrative assistant. Everybody, everybody got to to be a face uh, in these mm -hmm, videos. Mm -hmm. And then we take these videos and we send them uh, one video a month in our volunteer emails. And right. so we say we send the same video multiple times that month and then we move on to the next one the next month. And so what we've done is we've taken, you know, an hour and a half, an hour, an hour and a half meeting, and we have extended the uh, effectiveness of that meeting for 12 months. Exactly. Based on the very things that, that they, they said, came up with, that they said were going to be the big win. That's right. I mean, spike the ball. It's incredible. And so then then you weren't on the hook to come up with 12 months of ongoing training. That's right. The list was right there. And I'll never forget when we were on our call, you were like, dang, yeah, this is genius. I was just blown away. Training without the meeting. Yes. One, one meeting, but 12 months of training. Based on <laughs> the very things that you wished and predicted. And you said, if I, if I had to be a talking head, here's what I would want to say. Yeah. They said the they exact said things. They and maybe it. even in words that were better than yours. Absolutely. Absolutely. Genius. Okay, I mean, what do you do? You push print on this one. Yeah, that's huge. Now, just for fun, for those of you who are listening, these are the these are the ways that the coaching program benefits an individual ministry leader. Mm -hmm. Because I think you would have been fine. You would have been fine, but this was better. Yeah, Th this this went from just being effective to I think making an impact. Right. Yeah. Right. Of course, we could have gone down. You know how we orchestrated the budget. Mm -hmm. That was an entire, yeah. we, we had multiple conversations about that. Yeah, we did. That was one of the ones that I texted you and said, hey, uh, can we talk, can about, we talk about this? this? Uh, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, we won't talk about that today, but it's about having an outside voice. It is. And about having somebody who's not connected to your church and all that. George, I'm super proud of you. You're a great guy. And as we were getting ready to record, of course, we, we ran into your executive pastor. Yeah. And I forced the issue, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did I do? Yeah, I mean, you, you basically asked him to say a couple things about me that the he's wins. recognized the, the wins, wins. Um, and it was it was really encouraging to hear that and to see that and just to think back that a lot of the things that he said um, you've really helped me develop mm -hmm. um, and I, I humbly I agree yeah. but uh, the level of organization that you're bringing to the table and the level of just excellence that shines mm -hmm. man fantastic thank you yeah thank you thanks for having me this is great hey you bet alright gang this has just been another episode of the Lead Volunteers Podcast. Super, super grateful that you guys are here and we will catch you guys on the next one. Well, that wraps up today's podcast. Before we close, would you do us a favor? We need your help to get the word out about the Lead Volunteers Podcast. Three simple steps. First, subscribe. Second, leave a comment. And third, share the link to this episode on social media. Thanks again and keep leading your volunteer.